Ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between and beyond, welcome to another episode of Dr. Fix Me. I'm your host, Dr. Elias Fix Me, and on today's episode, or wait, I, I'm getting ahead of myself. If I just assumed you were a lifelong listener, that you've been here the whole time, and yet you understood the, the, the name of the game. But if you're new, I gotta welcome you too. Welcome, new people. Welcome, new listener to Dr. Fix Me. This show is all about helping people. Uh, I'm trying to, I'm just trying to help this world out one person, one issue at a time, which is why I have a doctorate in radio and television broadcasting with a specialization in uh, tabloid talk shows because my heroes growing up were the likes of uh, Jerry Springer, Maury Povich, Sally Jesse Raphael, Ricky Lake, Geraldo Rivera, Phil Donahue, and Oprah because they spent their lives helping people. Each new episode, they helped someone new and they changed lives. They were transformative with their help and they were such an inspiration to me. So that... So much so that I thought, you know what? I want to do that too. Now, I don't have a TV show, but I do have a podcast. And the power of the internet, which allows me access to people all over the world to learn who they are, what their issues are, and how I may be of service to them. And on today's episode, now I can catch you up. On today's episode, my producers have connected me with a certain petunia. And, oh goodness, this seems like a, a dire situation. My, my producer just handed me a, a piece of paper, a little three by, uh, a five by eight card that says uh, petunia dash end of rope. I don't know what that means. I, I, hope, I, I hope that's not, that's not as dire as I, as I think it may be. So without any further ado, let's get straight to it. Uh, welcome, petunia, on to Dr. Fix Me. Hello, Elias. Can you hear me? Hi, hi. Welcome, Petunia, to uh, Dr. Fix Me. How are you doing? I'm okay. First off, I just want to say I'm a big fan of yours, Dr. Fix Me. I listen to your show every morning in the bathtub. Oh, you do? Well, thank you very much, Petunia. I'm, I'm, I'm flattered that you listen. And, uh, and, I'm, uh, and I'm, I guess I'm, I'm a little taken aback that you addressed me as Elias. No one has ever called me by my first name before. Well, I listen to you so much that I feel like you're part of my family. Oh, that, that that warms my heart, Petunia. So um, I guess I'll, I'll get to it. Uh, what brings you to the show? Well, Doctor Fix Me, I'm I'm at the end of my rope. I'm very frustrated with someone that I know. Oh, oh, please! Is this is this a family member? Is this a neighbor? Is this a a coworker or someone that you have to deal with on a daily basis? Uh, hit me with it, Petunia. It's it's an employee of mine. His name is Gus, and I have to deal with him almost every day. Oh, okay. So Gus is your employee, and, and oh, you say you deal with you deal with Gus every day. I have to deal with Gus and his problems every day, Doctor Fix Me. Well, that's no fun. You don't ever you don't want to have to deal with someone every day. I mean, you want to, of course, work with them or or enjoy their time, but to have to deal with someone that just implies that they're such a burden. Uh, so so what what's what's the deal with Gus, Petunia? Well, Gus used to be such a nice young boy, a young man when I knew him when he was in elementary school, and now he works at my restaurant, and he is, he's nothing but fiddlesticks, Mr. Fixme. Oh, uh, wait, fiddlesticks? What, what do you mean? And, well, actually, let's back up a little bit. You say that he's your employee at this restaurant? You run a restaurant? I do. I'm the general manager at the Zaxby's on Preston. Zaxby's? Oh, I've never heard of a Zaxby's. What kind of a food does a Zaxby's serve? It is fried chicken and hush puppies. It's a southern thing, Mr. Fixie. Oh, I love hush puppies. Okay, fried chicken and hush puppies. That sounds great. And it, and... it normally ahead. is great. It's a, it's great when you get when you get to work on time and are able to make all the chicken for the hungry customers. That's when it's great. 
Oh, yeah. So there's nothing better than having uh, people enjoy your work. Uh, I always feel great whenever people walk away feeling uh, that they have been fixed. So I understand the the uh, the I guess that that feeling you get when you have uh, done a, a job well done. Exactly. Well, G Gus's problems usually start when he's almost two hours late to work every day. Every, every day he's two hours day. late. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I've uh, been uh, I've been trying to schedule him two hours earlier, and he somehow catches on and then comes in four hours late. Oh, and goodness. He's never there to make the chicken. He's the only employee that I have who knows how to make the chicken the way I like it. Oh, okay, so you've, you've taught Gus your recipe, but you haven't taught anyone else? I mean, if, if Gus is such a problem, why not have a, an, another employee? <sighs> Gus is the only person who knows how to get the exact blend of spices and herbs correct. Everyone else's chicken that I've tried tastes like rubber shoe soles. Oh, so you've tried other employees. You've tried to uh, hire other people, but they just haven't gotten the recipe right. That's correct. I've, I've fired and rehired Gus many, many times. Oh, goodness. Okay, I was going to suggest why not fire Gus, but it sounds like you've, you've tried that option, but to no oh, avail. Countless, to countless times. He also was backed by a very strong union. A union? What kind of union uh, helps the employees of a restaurant? Well, it's just Gus in the union, and, and he's, he's very strong at, at muscling me into rehiring him. So you're saying Gus is a one-man union, and he's able to, and, and he forced you to rehire him? Pretty much. We, we went over the paperwork and looked at everything, and it was going to cost me much more to fire him than it would be to just keep him on and rehire him. Wow. Oh, well, it sounds like uh, like Gus is kind of the best and worst employee that you have. I mean, by default, really. Oh yes, absolutely. And I just Goodness. want to, I just want to whip some sense into that young man. Okay. Um. Well, I guess apart from firing him and rehiring him, have you addressed your concerns with him? Have you have you had this face-to-face uh, -face, uh, confrontation with him? I have several times, and he 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 calls me a dweeb, and sometimes a dweeb. he yes. He says I'm a small dweeb, and he, he will trip me sometimes, or he will push my face into the deep fryer. Push your face into the deep fryer? That's got to be absolutely painful and excruciating. Oh, don't worry, Dr. Fix Me. It's not on when he pushes my face into the deep fryer. Oh, oh goodness. Okay. But oh, I fear so the day that it is. He's been getting more belligerent. It sounds like your employee is a bully. He could be, but he says this is just the way unions work. Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, this seems like you, you've, you've uh, taken every option available to you. You've, you've tried firing him, you've tried confronting him, uh, but it seems like nothing is working. Uh, well, Petunia, i got to ask, what are, what are your expectations or your hopes for me? How, what uh, do you think I could do for you? Well, I hope that you could take, take such a young punk and model him into perhaps a, an a stand-up citizen, someone who would be proud to wear the Zaxby's uniform. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do my best, Petunia. A lot of times, I'll tell you right now. A lot of times, people don't take to. Uh, they don't heed my advice right away because apparently, through Zoom, I'm not uh, someone who needs to be. Uh, I guess. Uh, feared or taken uh, seriously so a lot of times people feel like they can walk over me just because i'm uh, an image on their screen so uh, okay. I'll, I'll give it my best but i'll let you know i don't have a history of being uh, effective in this regard i'm not i'm not what you would call a, an intimidating figure 
If there's anyone I trust to fix my problems, it's you, Dr. Fix-Me. You, you give me so much hope during the day, and I know that you'll help me now. Thank you, Petunia. I, I really appreciate this. Um, before, I want you to know that while we've been talking, my producers are, have been scouring the internet for this Gus uh, that you've been referring to, and I think we may have found him. But before I bring them on, I want to know, Petunia, what is, what's the worst case scenario? Let's say I'm unable to make a change here or a difference. What's, what's the worst uh, case outcome if, if Gus doesn't, his behavior doesn't change? Well, the worst case scenario is I have lines of customers out the door who can't get their chicken, and they end up stop coming to my restaurant, and I go out of business and have to foreclose on my family home. Wow. I see. So you, you, it sounds like Gus's behavior could run you out of business and out of home. I'm this close to oh getting my, my bank account taken away from me by the bank. Oh my goodness. For the listener, uh, Petunia put her fingers oh so close together, within a finger width apart. Yeah, very, Maybe very close. Okay. Oh my goodness. Okay, well, I can see that the, the, the stakes are high for you, Petunia, that this is a dire situation, and I, and I hope that we can help, um, that you will no longer be at the end of your rope. That's, that's my goal for this uh, show for you, Petunia. And, I, and for such a dedicated fan, I, now I feel the pressure to, to deliver. So, without any further ado, I'd like to bring on our next guest. I think my producers, if we've got them right, do we do? They're giving me the thumbs up. Looks like we have Gus on with Dr. Fix Me. Welcome, Gus. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, hi Gus. Hi, this is Dr. Fix Me. Welcome to the show. It's actually us now. The G is is silent. Oh, oh, uh, you you changed your name. Well, it's more of my brand now. You know, I'm an artist. All right. So um it, it's something where it stands for genuinely us, but the G oh. is silent because who knows what genuine is, right? My chicken's genuine, but that's it. That's all I can know. Okay. Uh, oh, you mean the chicken that you prepare, that you fry? <laughs> the chicken that I create, I don't prepare and fry things. I'm a food artist. Food artist, wow. Well, uh, Chicken's us... already there. It just has to be prepared. Like, do you, do, you, do, you, do you make a surfboard? No, you find it in the wood. You know what I'm talking about? I think I understand what you're saying, uh, us. And now I, I, well, I'm excited to know that you're an artist. Uh, now, the reason you're on the show, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, us, but we have your, uh, your employer, Petunia, on the line. Uh, uh... Petunia... Uh, I, oh, it sounds like you're, you're, that was a, a sound of disgust. It sounds like you have a, a bit of tension between uh, your employer. There's not so much tension as much as stifled creativity. Oh. Okay. I've been working for uh, uh, Petunia a long time now, since freshman year of high school. And when I graduate in a year, I'm going to open up my own restaurant because that's where creativity can flow. Are you saying, are you a high school senior right now? I'm a junior. Oh, I see. Okay. You're a junior. All right. And, and uh, well, now what I understand from Petunia, she's saying that you are not only the only employee by default, but you are the only person who can effectively uh, conjure up the, the correct recipe for, for this chicken. Yeah. And conjuring is getting better because what I do is magical. Okay. Oh, okay. So uh, you're getting there on the verbs. I appreciate that as an artist. Oh, uh, but good. yeah, no one really can, uh, uh, you know, create like me. I've tried okay. to teach it to people because. You know, why not be kind? It's just something that's inside you. Okay. Now, I want to ask you, uh, us, what kind of employee would you, I mean, um, on a scale of like uh, an exceeds expectations employee to, let's say, the lower end would be a, uh, a bad employee. Where, where would you fit in between those two? How, how good of an employee are, would you call yourself? Have you ever had Zaxby's chicken before? I have not. I've only Oh, just so you don't know how good I am then. Okay, so 
kind of an irrelevant question because I make the best chicken in all of the uh, all of the place. Oh wow! Okay, in all of the place. Now, uh, us, uh, do you understand uh, Petunia's, um, I guess, uh, frustration with you? She's she's mentioned that you come into work late, some uh, as often or as late as two hours late, and she said she's compensated by uh, asking you to come in two hours early in the hopes that you would show up on time. But you're uh, still showing up uh, four hours late. I mean, if if art can be bottled, there'd be factories of it. Okay, and it's it's more of a mindset because you know how in Southern Cookie you, you have to feel love, you have to feel good to cook. That's because it's true. Emotions matter. And Petunia just wants this capitalism, churn out the chicken type of world. And it's just not what we kids are looking for. Okay, so it sounds like uh, you really can't uh, force the artistry to happen. It's more of a you have to wait for it to uh, inspire you. Yes. Like, can you force the plant to blossom? No, you can just create the area for it to blossom, and then you got to let it do itself. I see. So you have to create the conditions for it, but it's ultimately the flower's decision to bloom. Absolutely okay. correct. And it's all about consent. Oh, of, of course, of course. All right. Uh, but uh, have you ever considered uh, consenting to arriving to work on time? I mean, I can arrive at a scheduled point, but then also the chicken can taste like crap. I mean, oh. the give and take. Okay. Now, what I, I guess uh, now you may not be aware of this, us, but Petunia she she says she that she's on hard times that that the people are waiting so long for you to arrive at work for you to prepare this chicken that they uh that they're they're waiting so long that they're thinking about going to other businesses and that your um lack of uh, proper attendance and that your behavior will turn customers away and ultimately ruin the business. Uh, well, I mean, are, are you afraid that you might that your uh, behavior might cost Petunia her business and therefore your job? I, I feel like when an employer hires strictly high school and elementary students to pay them less, I feel like it's not our job to figure out the logistics of the business. But high school and elementary students? What do yeah, you mean? Yeah, our dishwashers are middle schoolers. Oh, I was under the impression that you were the only employee, but there, there are... Uh... She only talks about the chefs as employee, but as you know, a restaurant has waiters, waitresses, busboys, bus girls, all these things. And you're saying I... that there is, there's another staff that Petunia hasn't mentioned, that these are all middle schoolers? Petunia, uh, are, you, are you still there? Do we, do, uh, is this true? Do you have uh, other employees that maybe you're not considering or that you don't uh, count? Even seize them. Oh, goodness. Um, I, have, I have my one employee, Gusley. And then I, I have helpers. I have lots and lots of helpers who love to help me um, clean up the kitchen and um, and mop the floors and pick the weeds out back. Okay. And uh, about these helpers. Wash her Petunia, car and, and do her laundry her? Okay. and wipe her feet. Petunia, I'm, I'm curious to know how old are these helpers of yours that do all these errands for you? Um, I mean, they, uh, are small people in stature and, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's easier for them to get under the cupboards and, uh, pick up all the chicken scraps. Okay. And, and you call them helpers. Is that, does that mean you're not paying them? Are, yes, are you that's what it means. Okay. I, look, and I've I set up a college fund for every single one of them and I put in, I put in a certain amount of money uh, every five years into it. That's true. She does do that. She puts oh, in one dollar every five years. Oh my goodness, that is hardly that is oh okay that is, that is a pathetic amount. Uh, Petunia, also I want to bring up you. You called Gus Gusley. Um, are you aware that uh, that he refers to himself as us? Uh, 
Well, let me ask us, uh, how long have you, how long has this change been in effect, us? Well, it, it is recent, so I can't get too much on her. That We're, we're talking about a 96-year-old woman here. So, like, if I change Ooh. my name, it can't be that much of a different. But, like, it was within the last year once I discovered my art, yes. Oh, I see. So you've recently discovered your art, and it's kind of like you've recently discovered your identity as an artist. Exactly. And, oh, I see. And Petunia, I had no idea that, that uh, you uh, were uh, 96. I, I guess I... Uh, that that is that's very impressive. I should say on that alone, it's impressive that you run a restaurant, that you manage employees. I will say employees because you definitely have more than uh, one person working for you. Pay them or not, they are employees. But that's not impressive. on paper, Petunia. though. Not on paper, yes. And I, I guess on some level, it's kind of uh, uh, I should congratulate you on being a, some sort of mastermind of having all these uh, helpers work with you. How are you able to keep these helpers around if they're not getting paid? What's their incentive um, to work for you? Have you seen the motion picture Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? Oh yes, that's a classic. It's it's that whole setup with Willy Wonka and his helpers. It's uh, yeah, slaves. The Oompa-Loompas. Uh, Wait, would you say us? The Oompa Loompas in that movies were slaves. They lived there. They had to work. Oh, we don't use the S word. No, 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 no. They are helpers, and they live on site, and they eat the chicken. They live on site. You saying you have young people from, of middle age, of, of like the young like middle schoolers living with you? We're all orphans. Like children? None of us have parents. Us? You are you an orphan? Us? Yes, I, I've been. That's why she knows me because my parents died in a, a, a tractor fire when I was twelve, and she took custody of me. Yes, a very oh. unexplained, uh, never solved freak tractor fire. Wow. Wow, this is uh, a lot that you're you're throwing at me here, Petunia, and, and us. Um, goodness. Uh, now, I guess the, us. There's you understand what Petunia is asking of you. That she's she's seeking a, a, a change. She needs you to to be on time and to to be more an effective employee to to help her make uh, money. This is a business, after all. Don't you understand the the importance of uh, having a successful? You know business? what I'm actually doing during those hours. I'm not at work. What are you doing? I. I am smuggling younger kids to happier families. Wait, what? I am smuggling younger orphans that she t- acquires to a happier family. She has so many, she doesn't even keep track. So you're helping like children escape the clutches yes. of Petunia? Yes, oh, to happier my... families, people that would love them and not make them helpers. Oh my goodness, I hope this isn't news to Petunia. Uh, it is, but it's no, it's no skin off my back. Uh, I've got, he's right. I have cupboards and cupboards of children and it's okay if we lose a few. You count children by the cupboard? She's a witch. She'll never die. Oh my goodness. Not children. Okay, you know what? I, us, I, I, I was thinking, I was beginning to think that you were the uh, stubborn one who was refusing to change. But I think Petunia may need to uh, make some adjustments as well. Well, you know, before we go any further, I, I think we, we've we've reached a point now where we need to hear a word from our sponsor. Now, as you know, this is showbiz after all, and the business part of this show is hearing a live read from our local sponsor. And uh, looks like our our my producers tell me that we have Ezekiel's old fashioned roofies. Wait, is that? Did I read that correctly? I get, well, welcome to Dr. Fix Me, Ezekiel's Old Fashioned Roofies. Hello. Let me just ask you a simple question, all right? Are you, are you a small dweeb whose face keeps getting pushed in deep fryers day after day after day after day after day after day? Do you got a punk food artiste who needs to be whipped into a model employee, huh? Do you? Do you? Is that something that you got? 
then, then let me introduce you to an old-fashioned pharmaceutical, an old-fashioned drug, a chemical, if you will, that if you slip this into your employee's drink, they will do whatever it is you want them to do. This is Ezekiel's old-fashioned roofies, roofies with that old-fashioned taste. All right, we put the hip in rehypno. Just call Ezekiel's old-fashioned roofies. <laughs> Our number is 999-999-9999. Very easy to remember. Or you can go online at www.oldfashionedroofies.com. We only offer our roofies in bulk. Oh, wow. Thank you so much, Ezekiel's Old Fashioned Roofies. And is this uh, Ezekiel I'm speaking with? This is his son. Oh. Uh, hi, and what is your name? Junior. Oh, is, okay. Well, I, I guess I, I was right uh, uh, in a manner of speaking. So, Ezekiel, should I call, address you as Ezekiel Jr.? That is correct, sir. All right. Well, Ezekiel Jr., thank you for being on the show. Uh, this is an interesting product, Old Fashioned Roofies. Uh, I guess what, what separates Old Fashioned Roofies from, I guess, a modern roofie? I've never known uh, to, I mean, I've heard of roofies, but I've never heard of an Old Fashioned Roofie. Is it's there a difference? It's the taste. It's all in the taste. We keep it classic. Back in 1834, my great, 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 great grandfather, Ezekiel Sr., he created the first roofie with the secret ingredient, had a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I can't tell you what the secret is or else it wouldn't be a secret. It's got a little sarsaparilla, a little sassafras. But wow. the point is, it's got that old-fashioned classic taste that all the roofie lovers are just missing these days. And we are doing it right. Doing it just like great, 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 great granddaddy used to do. Great, 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 great granddaddy Ezekiel Sr. That now, is correct. Now, Ezekiel Jr., uh, you mentioned that these roofies, uh, they serve a purpose. You said you, you, you posed a, a scenario, are you tired of your employees not doing what you say? Did you, did you imply that uh, giving a roofie to someone will help them obey your will? Oh, if you're okay with going a little bit outside the law, a little roofie never hurt. That's our motto at Ezekiel's Old Fashioned Roofies. A little roofie never hurt. A little roofie never heard. I, uh, that is a one catchy slogan if I've ever heard one. All right. Wow. Uh, so uh, Ezekiel, um, so what, I guess who are your? You, how, it sounds like you've been in business for a long time since the 1830s. What? Uh, who are your like your primary clients? Who do you find that are the people that uh, come uh, for these uh, roofies? We have an extremely large market in the southern cooking industry, surprisingly. Oh, you mean like uh, Louisiana? Zaxby's that, is, is one of our number one customers. They own oh. a lot of roofies to give to all their employees. If you're wondering how they get their employees to make that chicken just right, well, they slip them a little one of Ezekiel's old-fashioned roofies in the morning before they get to work, and bada-bing, bada-boom, you got Classic Southern Fried Zaxby's Chicken. Wow, Ezekiel Jr. This is a—I've never heard of. A, I guess a—and is this? Wait, hold on. This this drug is this is this whole drug? You said something about a little bit outside the law. Is this drug legal? Huh? I can't. I, that's a question that I am not comfortable answering over the telephone. <laughs> 
Well, okay. Well, just so you know, this is uh, more than just a telephone. We can see each other through Zoom here. It's a, it's, it's a more sophisticated. But I, I understand. I won't press you on the, the legality of this, uh, of this old-fashioned roofie. Uh, but I must address uh, us real quick. Us now. Uh, the Ezekiel Jr. referenced that Zach, uh, Zaxby's was uh, a prime uh, purchaser or client of this product. Do you ever recall uh, using uh, an old-fashioned roofie? Uh, yeah, Uncle Zeke. Yeah, we know who they are. Oh, you call him Uncle Zeke. They're so familiar to you that it's yeah. just Uncle Zeke. Yeah, it's Petunia's uh, mother's side of the family. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Petunia, are, are, are you, how long have you been a client of uh, Ezekiel's old-fashioned roofie? Oh, for a long time. Uh, ever since the, these shops here were all nothing but orange groves were here. That's all it was. And plantations. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. Well, Petunia, how how do you use this drug? Apparently, you can only buy it in bulk, according to Ezekiel Jr. But Petunia, how are you utilizing the power of this, these old-fashioned roofies? Well, my helpers like to drink uh, Aunt Petunia's super juice every day. Super juice. It, yes, it helps them work and it helps them stay in line. And uh, I, I I whip up a vat every morning, and the the kids, the helpers, line up to to take their drinks. Are they well aware that this is uh, f uh, infused with an old-fashioned roofie? They know it's infused with uh, the, the power of productivity and uh, being a, a model employee. I'm curious. What, now, I, I went to college, and I've heard of uh, roofies, and what my understanding of roofies is that it doesn't make you productive. It, if anything, it, it makes you uh, uh, lethargic to the point where you, you pass out, you fall asleep, and you have, you have no recollection of, of how you uh, fell asleep in the first use, place. They don't use full dosages. You ever see the movie Weekend at Bernie's? Yes, I've seen that. Yeah, it's a it's classic. much like that. It's like a lifeless zombie that's moving around. It's really sad to see. Oh, mm -hmm. my goodness. Like a, a, so your helpers are ostensibly lifeless zombies doing your bidding? Yeah. Yes, I actually have to hire an entire other crop of people to weekend at Bernie's them and hold their limbs and do <laughs> oh the my goodness. cooking and everything. See, Zaxby's is the economy of the whole town. I mean, really, everyone has a job in Zaxby's in some way or not. Oh my goodness. So you have like a, a city full of uh, helpers uh, helping you and you, just, you have a crew of, it sounds like preteen puppeteers helping these uh, uh, children move move around. Oh my goodness, this is a lot. Okay, well, yeah, I'm beginning to think that us, yeah, you are in the right. If anything, us, I feel like you're in danger that you need to get out of there, that this is a, a, a hazardous uh, work environment for you. I have the chicken, you got to understand, so I need to stay and fight for the others. Oh, okay. I'm the well, chicken artist. Well, I guess fight the good fight, us. Help those children find proper families that can help them out of this dire situation. Well, we've come to the part in the show where I'm out of my element, and I've got no choice but to bring in help of someone who's more qualified than I am. Now, I want you to know, Petunia and us, that we've had a listener on this whole time, someone who's been listening so that they can give you more specifically tailored advice, hopefully better than what I can offer. So without any further ado, I'd like to welcome our today's expert is, wait, is this true? My, my producers are, oh yeah, I guess they're, they're excited. They're so excited. I guess this, this, this must be him. Uh, we have Willy Wonka on the show. Welcome Willy to Dr. Fix Me. Hello, Dr. Fix Me. Hi, Thank Willy so Wonka. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for being on the show. I'm, I'm delighted. I, I've seen your movie. I, I, I'm so excited that you're here. I can't believe it. And you're, and you're, you're, you're decked out in purple. You have a, a purple top hat and a, my top and hat. A, oh my, my goodness. 
Oh, wow. And my slave? I mean, my Oompa Loompas? Oh, oh I think I heard a slip there. So, yeah. you, so you have Oompa Loompas? Okay. Uh, so I guess I usually I would ask an expert what uh, for their credentials and what their expertise is. But we all know you, Willy Wonka. You're the master of everything sweet and delicious. Yes. I run a great factory with We Always Pass Code. And I would say my employees are very happy. So... That's wonderful. That, would you like um, it's a piece good. Of chocolate? Oh, I would love a piece of chocolate, but I, I fear that through Zoom technology, I couldn't possibly yeah. wait. Wait, wait <laughs> a second. What? I just received a piece of chocolate. How did I get a piece of chocolate through Zoom? Oh my goodness. Enjoy. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, for, the, for the sake of the listener, I'm not going to take a bite just yet because I've, I've heard that listeners hate hearing it whenever you take a bite of something, uh, especially something so delicious as, as chocolate uh, on a podcast. So I will save this for later. Thank you so much for this bar of chocolate. Except for those ASMR freaks. They love that stuff. Oh, those ASMR freaks. Yeah, they love that stuff. Uh, so, uh, Willie, uh, if I may call you, can I call you Willie? Or is it Mr. Wonka? You can call me Willie. Oh, thank you, Willie. So, uh, now that you you understand Petunia's plight, you understand uh, us's struggle, what advice do you have for our guests? I think the biggest problem Petunia uh, has well, the biggest mistake she's made is that she started paying us in the first place. Oh, um, you think that was a mistake? Yeah, I just find that once you start offering money, the employees start wanting more. And would you like a piece of candy? <laughs> I mean, I would love a piece of... So wait, are you saying that you, hey. you, you brought... Ooh. Wait, wait. wait yeah. Oh, thank you for the candy cane. Oh my goodness. Did yeah. you just... How do you keep manifesting this through Zoom? Uh, Willie, I, I, I appreciate, I almost feel like you're bribing me, me, me with candy, but I, I, oh. I, I can't, I'm, I, I gotta admit, I'm a little nervous talking to the great Willy Wonka. So your suggestion to Petunia is to just, uh, I mean, well, she made the mistake of paying us. Okay. But what, I guess we understand what Petunia shouldn't have done. What should she do now? Uh, he... With the power of magic, anything is possible. So, a little nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest men. That's my advice for her. Um, I don't quite understand. Petunia, do you do you understand what this advice is about? Petunia? It, it's, it, it seems like it's a, a candy-coated riddle for me to, to unpack. If, if what I'm... If what I'm hearing, if what I'm interpreting from what you're hearing is true, it sounds like I should bust up this union. This one-man union? How do you propose to bust up a union? Well, if and I take his pay away, uh, then he can't eat, and then he won't be—he won't have enough energy to to unionize. Wow! So it's not like you, you won't fire us, but you'll just remove his payment. I just bleed him dry. Oh, sorry. If I, 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 if I may interject. Here, Please. Mr. Wonka here. I One of my idols is Sam Walton. Oh, yes, the founder of Walmart. Mm -hmm. And I think he would agree with uh, Petunia's plan here. So, And he's a great Oh, to, to bust the union, I see, because Walmart has that reputation of not never letting their employees form unions. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see. So, you, so Petunia, are you, are you saying you're willing to commit to de-unionize us and, and, and take away their, their, uh, us's pay? Oh, absolutely. Uh, oh. I think that's the smartest, wisest, and kindest thing to do. Well, us, how do you feel about this? I think 
that Willy Wonka's right. And I would just agree. What? I'm saying it. I don't understand your rhyming. Oh, so you addressing the helpers? They're everywhere, Dr. Fix Me. There's Oompa Loop. Ow! Don't hit me! Wait, Willy Wonka, are you strong-arming us right now with with an army of Oompa Loompas? Maybe? You're making him cry. Don't stop singing in rhymes. I don't know what they want. Us, please, please don't cry. I'm so sorry. You, uh, b- defend yourself. <laughs> Grab something to defend yourself. I'm tied oh, up with God. licorice rope. Oh, goodness. Okay. Well, you know, uh, I... There, there's no... There's so much of it. There's no end in sight. Oh, poor, poor us. Help well, I, me. I, I'm desperate right now. If I could get, if I could get someone else's input, anyone else at, at all, I feel like I'm, hey, I'm out hey, of... Hey, hey, hey. Don't, don't worry. Frankie's here. Oh, we have someone. Oh, goodness. So, so, you know, every now and again, we have an audience member who feel, who feels the, the need, the impetus to chime in. Is this a, a Frankie from the audience? Welcome, Frankie, Frankie. from the audience. I've been uh, watching the show here. Look, a little bit about me. Let me tell you a little bit about me. I'm in a real bad financial bind right now. Okay. I'm not doing well, monetarily speaking, Okay. Um, I have a bad gambling problem and I am out a lot of money. So I got to start selling t-shirts. I got to start selling about a hundred thousand t-shirts by the end of the week. Okay. So I hear, so I'm here, I'm watching your show here. And uh, I can see on your phone, sorry to interrupt, or is that not us, but sorry, Frankie, I can see on your phone that, are you in an alley? Did I just see a a cop car, a patrol car go by? Because I I heard sirens. There's cops outside. They're calling for me to come outside and I'm staying inside. Oh, goodness, Frankie. Uh, It sounds like, it sounds like dead is the least of your worries. So I guess. I've got so many problems, most of them monetary. Oh, goodness, Frankie. Well, while I have you, is there anything that you want to say to our guests? Uh, Anything that can help at all? Yes, Please go yes. ahead. You can, and you can address them directly. As I was watching, I, I, I come to understand that some of your guests are in possession of Oompa Loompas. Now, I got to make 100,000 shirts by the end of the week. I got $50,000 cash here today. I'm willing to pay for about eh, 150, 200 Oompa Loompas to finish up making these t-shirts. Are you saying you're willing to pay for for slave labor? And you're, you're gonna... not, no, 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 no. I'm willing to pay money to buy the Oompa Loompas to do the labor for me. <laughs> that is exactly what I said. That is, that is, there's no way any different. You're, so you're going to give money to Willy Wonka for his helpers, his Oompa Loompas, to, to help you make these shirts, and you're not going to pay the, the Oompa Loompas directly, correct? <laughs> Did you you're not gonna... hear me say, I'm in a financial bind right now? <laughs> but you have 50K on you. Can't you survive on $50,000 right now? Why do you need to make these shirts? I need to make about 10K more, and I can do that if I make 100,000 shirts. Okay. You need to sell a hundred thousand shirts to make ten thousand dollars. That doesn't. That they're math does cheap, not add up at all. They're cheap shirts. They're very <laughs> oh my cheap goodness. Shirts. Well, they're going to be even cheaper with the the help of uh, Oompa Loompa labor. I don't know. That might add a little flavor. That might. Uh, I might be able to sell them for a little bit more if I told them that Oompa Loompa hands had their hands all over these. T- well, well, while I appreciate Frankie, while I appreciate your input, I don't think Willy Wonka is interested in in, in selling you any Oompa Loompas. I feel like that solicitation well, I, is unwarranted. Well, I don't get to ask him. <laughs> Willy, uh, Mr. Wonka, your your thoughts? We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. And I say yes. 
Look for yes, Frankie. The Oompa Loompas are there. Yes. Wait, are you saying the Oompa Loompas are with Frankie right now in the alley? Yes, they're walking up now. Uh, Frankie, what do you see right now? I I see opportunities opening up in my future. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, uh, but, but Willy Wonka, why did you commit to this? You haven't even received the fifty thousand dollars yet. You just gave those Oompa Loompas up freely. You have, like, no regard for their life whatsoever? Hey, if you're willing to go in on the Lakers game with me, you could have 50000 more. <laughs> I know the right guy. Oh, my goodness. You know Dr. what? I, I feel like... Dr. Go ahead. Go ahead, Willie. Have you heard of IVF? IVF. I got uh, Oompa it... coming out of my ass, honestly. <laughs> oh. What is... Is IVF a, 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 an acronym? What does Test that mean? Two babies... Uh... Wait, in... in Intra, in, in vitro fertilization? Yeah, we're growing these things in labs at this point. Oh my goodness! Oh wow, okay. Th- I feel like this has gotten way off the rails. I was trying to help Gus, or sorry, us. I was trying to help us uh, uh, become a better employee and, and serve Petunia, but it seems like S- Petunia's running some sort of uh, slave labor restaurant that, that's uh, with the with this uh, southern style fried chicken and hush puppies. Uh, I mean, Petunia, what do you have to say for yourself? It sounds like you're you're a uh, a, a slave owner. Look, I, what what one of the things I own is up for debate uh, in the in the court of law. I just want to say one thing to all my helpers who are listening, including you, Gus, and that is, if you it's it's formed in the uh, the form of a riddle, just like uh, my friend Willie here, um, and it goes. If you form a union, you, you're going to get boonions on your feet. And that's a direct threat. Oh, uh, us. How do you feel about being threatened with boonions? Which I think is just a weird way of saying bunions. Us? Us, are you there? I just, I just see a, a, a swarm of Oompa Loompas just meandering lazily. Did they, did they take us away? Did they beat him to the ground? What happened to us? Us, are you there? Us? Oh, I just hear a dial tone. I just hear a... Oh, no. They they took us. Wow. I, I don't even know how to deliver my, my final catchphrase. I don't know who I fixed. I don't know if anyone was fixed. Oh, goodness. Well, we're, we're, we've run out of time. I, I guess I should thank uh, Petunia. Thank you for coming to the show and, and sharing with me your... I, I, maybe vulnerability, maybe that's the word. I want to thank uh, uh, Frank, or I want to thank, uh, well, Frankie for being an audience member. I want to thank Ezekiel Jr. with Ezekiel's Old Fashioned Roofies since 1834. And I want to thank Willy Wonka, the, the master of the great of, uh, thank you so much for the chocolate and the candy cane. And with that, I got to say, someone has been fixed. This has been Dr. Fix Me. Today's episode is performed by Austin Guttery, Joe Gianni, Lauren Levine, Danielle Seawright, and Joshua Zuar. Dr. Fix Me theme song written and performed by Allison Miller. Enjoy the show? Let us know at drfixmeshow at gmail.com. And while you're at it, rate and review Dr. Fix Me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your audio entertainment. Editing, production, direction, and Dr. Fix Me performed by yours truly, Michael Kim Lewis. Thank you for listening. There's no skin off my back. Uh, I've got, he's right, I have cupboards and cupboards of children, and it's okay if we lose a few.